Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. The Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is your hour of Thrive Time, and I am very excited that you have decided to invest your time with us. Guys, I'm going to tell you, frankly, the reviews coming in from our first six weeks of programming have been outstanding. Your comments have been so encouraging to me personally because the show is about bringing content that will give you an opportunity to sort of change the way you think or improve the way you think or modify the way you think so that you can go to a higher level of thriving. Or if you're in that survival state, you can go from surviving to thriving. But whatever Uh, It is that you're finding from our show that is inspiring you. I encourage you to keep coming back. And can I also encourage you to continue to share as many of you are doing now. And I really appreciate the fact that you are sharing uh, our show with your contacts and your peeps uh, and your friends and coworkers. Many of you, I see you're posting the episodes online and sharing it on Facebook and LinkedIn. And I got to tell you something, a show like this gains traction through a grassroots movement like it's uh, like what's happening right now. So uh, once again, thank you very much for doing that. And, and please continue to come on back. You could find us, by the way, on Facebook If you'd like to send a comment or uh, make a testimony on what you've heard that has helped you so far, you can go to my Facebook page. My Facebook page, just look up The Jay Mamie and you will find it. Or you can visit me on my website, thejmamietalkshow.com or thejmamie.com. And and either one of those locations, you're going to be able to leave comments and check us out and see what's happening. And uh, by the way, leave a question as I am starting to answer some of the questions on air that many of you are leaving, um, that are asking rather, based on the content that we've covered, based on the guest speakers that we've covered, based on some of the points that we've made, a number of you are now asking great questions. So we're going to go through those questions, pick the very best ones, and have a chance to share them with our listening audience because what you're asking, someone else might be thinking about as well. So we can all benefit together from your, uh, from your asking of that question or, or posing a, a thought. And by the way, if you've missed any of the other episodes that we've had, these dynamic episodes, really fantastic content and, and just quality broadcasting here, guys, you can visit the archives. And, and like I said, one of my prior episodes, uh, you could certainly binge here those episodes as well by visiting the archive section on our website, the jmamietalkshow.com, and, and take some time to enjoy some of the previous episodes. By the way, while you're at the site, make sure to check out our business directory. While you're at the J. Mamie Talk Show site, Make sure to check out the business directory because those folks are folks that have decided to support this show. They're all incredible people offering incredible services, uh, thrivers in their own minds. But they've decided to support this show, so I want to support them in return. So make sure you check them out. Those are some great people offering some great services, our business directory. But today's show is going to address what I submit to you is what many people are struggling with today And that is fear. Now, fear is nothing new to the human experience. And we're all prone to battles with fear in one form or another or for some reason or another. And I'll make a confession to you right now. I have my own battles with fear at times. 
I, and there, there's times when I look at doing something that is out of uh, out of my comfort zone, I I struggle with the the fear of failure and the fear of of uh, wasting my time and finding out that 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 the dream that I had or that ambition or that goal uh, would fall short or. You know, there, there's always something that, that you struggle with it. I, I struggle sometimes with the fear of, of going into an areas that of, of uncertainty. Um, something as simple as even swimming, believe it or not, is sometimes the things that I challenge with, uh, I'm challenged with when it comes to, to fear. Uh, that's something that we all struggle with. But now the difference is I've trained myself. I've trained myself to know how to battle this. And in one of my books, Battling Invisible Enemies, it's, it's what I call... Uh, being able to identify the invisible enemy, I, by the way, I call fear the invisible enemy, uh, to learn how to battle that enemy because no one is immune to it. I'm not immune to it. We're all subject to it. But you have to understand that fear is a healthy thing when it is appropriated for good reason. In other words, when you understand where fear comes from, and it really comes from a place that all of us have, it comes from that physiological place, that physical place in our body that is called uh, the amygdala, all of us, now, without turning this to a big science class, guys, although that's my, uh, that's, that's my background, all of us have in our in the back of our minds, two almond-sized little organs that, that's called the amygdala brain, the reptilian brain, and that's where fear uh, uh, comes from physiologically, uh, and that's designed to help us stay alive <laughs> for, in order for us to decide that we're not going to jump into a, uh, a den of lions or uh, a gorillas when we're visiting the zoo or decide to play uh, Frogger, which is an old arcade game for those of you guys who are my age, uh, in the middle of the highway when there is uh, oncoming traffic. That's a healthy fear, the fear to keep us alive. What I'm talking about is unhealthy Fear. I'm talking about the fear that can cause you uh, to be uh, to to have some challenges. The challenge is that far too many people succumb to fear. They never face it head on. They fall prey to the lies and never thrive in life, business, athletics, academics, relationships, health. I mean, I can go on. So today's show is about overcoming fear. And I'm excited about our guests uh, that are gonna, going to be here today because one of our guests, Shannon Rush, boy, you want to talk about a guy that has learned to overcome fear, uh, a Navy SEAL, just an incredible motivator and a speaker, uh, effective communicator. He's going to be on our show today, one of the youngest Navy SEALs ever. And uh, that guy has learned how to manage fear, and he's got something to say about that. So he will be with us a little bit later on. And we're also going to have Dr. Alfred Johnson, who is one of the premier physicians, 40-year veteran, and he is a master of how the brain works. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and how fear plays a part physiologically. Uh, So today's going to be a fantastic show, but why do you need to overcome fear in your life? Here's why. Because fear will paralyze you. It is one of the things that you can change, one of the things, rather, that can change your demeanor instantly. You could be happy, you could be having a great day, feeling pretty good, and all of a sudden you get this fear thought. And it changes your demeanor. It changes your countenance. It changes your demeanor. It changes your countenance. 
Immediately. Isn't that true? How many of you can relate to the fact that you're happy, things are going well, all of a sudden you get this fearful, you get this whisper in your in your ear that that is of a fearful uh, thought, uh, thought or fearful word or or you imagine something that really hasn't happened, but maybe something you're concerned about, a concern turns into fear, and now you're off to the races with this full-length feature film, and all you had was a thought of concern that you cultivated into a thought of of fear and it immediately changed your demeanor it changed your countenance it changed your physiology how many of you have been there i know i've been there right well fear it will cripple your creativity when you have an unhealthy fear guys and we're talking about an unhealthy fear i said earlier there's healthy fear right but i think a lot of people let the unhealthy fear get the best of them well unhealthy fear will cripple your creativity it will allow for your competitors to gain an advantage over you. If you are in a performance-based environment, and guys, I could talk about performance uh, in many capacities here, right? It could be in anything. It could be academics. It could be uh, uh, sports. It could be in, in performance. It could be in business. It could be in relationship. It could be in any one of those things that I spoke about earlier. You allow your competitors to gain an advantage over you when you succumb to an unhealthy fear it'll cripple your creativity heck your self-confidence will wane when you are dealing with an unhealthy fear your confidence and your lack thereof it'll probably force you to either make no decisions or poor ones that won't even serve you so here's a challenge with unhealthy fear here's a challenge if you don't overcome fear in your life the decisions that you'll end up making could very well be so poor that they put you in a worse situation than you were imagining when you were dealing with this fear. Does that make sense? So you either make no decisions or you make poor ones because fear. Let me give you a few more things to consider. Fear depletes you of joy and robs you of adventure. It can cause you to think irrationally, even to the extent of becoming distrustful of the very people that you are, that are trying to help you or, or the people that, that love you and care for you. You know, one of the most damaging effects of fear, guys, and here's a big one. One of the most damaging effects of fear, unhealthy fear, is self-isolation from the world or others, which, by the way, only leads to increased anxiety, which only leads to more fear. So what do you do? How do you overcome fear? Let me give you one quick way to overcome fear. We could spend hours on this one. First of all, you have to embrace fear as something that is healthy. It is designed for us to survive, right? We're not going to get, we're never going to get rid of fear because it is a survival mechanism that's embedded in our programming. But we have to recognize the difference between healthy fear and unhealthy fear. So here's one step I would encourage you to consider. Filter your fear. I said filter your fear. Every time you have a fear thought or a fear emotion or, or it begins to get the best of you, filter it. Is this a healthy fear or is this an unhealthy fear that can rob me of joy, of experiment, uh, of exploration? That's one of the first ways that you do that. Filter your fear and you will find that you will develop the muscle and the skill set to challenge that fear the next time it comes around.
Guys, right after our break, we're going to bring on Shannon Rush, and we're going to continue this conversation on overcoming fear. I'm excited. Come back after the break. We're going to rock this hour of Thrive Time. Jay Mamie writes in his latest bestseller, Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On, that your potential to thrive will always be hindered if you're battling invisible enemies of worry, fear, doubt, and discouragement that only stagger and stunt your focus, your energy, your creativity, and your joy. Go to thejmamie.com for a copy of the book that many are calling a masterpiece. Battling Invisible Enemies, Facing Your Inner Struggles Head On at thejmamie.com. That's T-H-E-J-A-Y-M-A-Y-M-I.com. Are you looking for ways to support your immune health? Are you wanting to cleanse and detoxify your body for ultimate health and wellness? Well, First Fitness Nutrition has the solution. They offer all-natural, vegan and vegetarian, herbal wellness and cleansing products so you can start taking control of your health and wellness. First Fitness Nutrition is a Dallas-based company, a leader in the industry for over 30 years. To learn more about their safe and effective health and wellness products, go to firstfitness.com or call 800-621-4348 today. Again, firstfitness.com or call 800-621-4348. Or eight. If you feel tired, weak, and just not like yourself, you may think it's normal aging, but that's not the case. Millions have discovered that they really have a thyroid problem, and many have found Actolin, a premium supplement that supports thyroid function and metabolism. Actolin was formulated with 17 powerful ingredients by Dr. David Brownstein, a renowned MD and holistic physician. If you're a woman or man experiencing fatigue, mood swings, sleeplessness, frequent bathroom visits, trembling hands, it could be your thyroid. Even joint pain or weight gain is linked to it. So Actolin could be your answer. Why not try it with Actolin's risk-free offer and pay nothing? Just a small shipping fee. That's a value of almost $40. Try it today and take a step to make your life better. Get Actolin at no cost by going online to thyroidradio.com, thyroidradio.com, or call 800-975-5500. That's 800-975-5500. Act today. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am very excited about our featured guest section, guys. I got to tell you something. If there was a person that epitomized overcoming fear is our next guest, Shannon Rush. If there's one thing that I have learned from hearing him speak and getting a chance to know him better is that this dude respects fear, but he doesn't let fear dictate him. And he has created such an incredible resume since his early days as a United States Navy SEAL. Uh, I mean, he's got a tremendous record of success in, in deployment, mitigating terrorism, narcotics trafficking throughout the Central and South America. But beyond all of that, which that alone takes a mastery of, of fear and understanding how to take control of fear, not let it control you, But he has an extensive experience in communications and team leadership, and he's able to deliver solid results and show people how to do that in high-stress environments. So the guy really is the real McCoy, and he's here with us this morning to help us understand not only his story, but what he can contribute to the conversation about overcoming fear. So Shannon, brother, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks for having me today. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, and it's our pleasure. Shannon, I want you, if you could please, to to get our listeners up to speed. For those who may not be familiar with your story, could you begin with sharing with us your story? Absolutely, absolutely. And and I know we got unlimited time here, so I'm going to just jump right into it. Um, my story started at a very young age, and it, it was unfortunately one that was full of, of tragedy and loss of life. And, and, and everybody has a story, you know, the background that makes you the person that you are today. 
mine started in a in a junkyard um and it's attached to this memory of stale oil and dirt it's attached to that smell of that stale oil and dirt in the junkyard and my brother was standing on the left of me and my grandparents was on the other side of um on the right of me and we were all looking at a total 1977 light blue two-door cougar a drunk driver had ran a stop sign going so fast that his front right tire burnt a hole through my mother's door mm. and it wrapped her and her best friend around a telephone pole and killed them both instantly. That happened when I was 18 months old. And then immediately after that, my father, who was an outlaw biker, left my brother and I as bastards. So well, I still don't know who the guy is to this day or even still alive, to be completely honest about the situation. Um, my brother and I, we bounced around in between aunts and uncle's houses for a little bit, and we remember them fighting behind closed doors about not being able to afford us, which when you just had lost your mother and your father abandoned you, um, all you hear really in those situations is that you're not wanted. It's reinforcing that, that wound of abandonment that you just suffered. You don't hear the reason why. You don't hear that it's about money or anything like that. You just, you know that you're not wanted again. So it really has a another layer of impact on your heart and mind as as a young child and how you perceive yourself. Eventually, my grandparents um, adopted us, and life goes on. Nobody can stop that time from moving into the future. When I was in the first grade, my grandfather looked over at my grandmother and said to her, Elsa Lane, call 911. I'm, I'm having a stroke right now. And I share that with everybody, all your listeners, because that that event set in motion a series of other events that would later change my life in a very profound way. But from that event, we moved from Lawton, Oklahoma, to Popper Bluff, Missouri. And despite how... My life started out. I really felt like I had a normal childhood. Otherwise, you know, we'd ride our dirt bikes through the woods all day. Every day, we'd build jumps into spring-fed rivers. I started playing soccer in the first grade, played played it for almost 15 years, all the way up into high school. Started wrestling in the sixth grade. Really loved wrestling. It was, it was one of my favorite sports. Um, and then going into high school as a sophomore, I was a varsity wrestler. I was dating a senior cheerleader. I really felt like my life was coming together, you know, like I was really getting a good handle on who I was as a young man. And the cool thing about dating Valerie when I was a sophomore is she had a car and, and she would pick me up and drive me you know, <laughs> to school or or from from wrestling practice. You know, it's one of the perks of dating. The perks, she right. Really yeah, yeah. So today was just like any other day. Valerie finished up with, cheerleading and I'd finished up with wrestling and she picked me up and me right home. I gave her a kiss goodbye. I told her I'd call her in a little bit and got out of her car and pulled open the screen door, pushed open the main door on the house. And as soon as I, I crossed that threshold of that front door going into the house, I immediately recognized how quiet and still the house was. It was the best way to describe it is like when you go on vacation and then you come back from that vacation, how the house doesn't have any energy in it. It just feels kind of empty. That's how I felt, which was odd because my grandfather was right there watching a rerun of, of Outlaw Josie Wells or something like that, a big Jake or, or some kind of Western. 
And while I thought that was odd, my next thought was, you know, I'm, I'm hungry because if, if anybody that's listening to wrestling before, you you know, you're always hungry, and especially when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. So I turned into the house, and I can see through the the living room into the dining room and through that to the kitchen, and my grandfather's lying dead from a, a heart attack that he'd had that morning. And I knew it was the morning time because he still had a dish rag in his hand that he would use to wipe down kitchen counters. And I could tell by the way that he looked that there wasn't going to be anything I was going to be able to do to bring him back from where he was. And, you know, as as tragic as this kind of situation was, it, it didn't really scare me. It didn't freak me out in any way because ever since that stroke that he'd had in the first grade, we grew up in and out of hospitals. So in a way I was I was programmed more or less to know that this was gonna happen sooner or later. It just so happened. Today was the day. And I was the first one home. So I called nine one one. I really wasn't sure what else to do in that situation and they showed up and of course they said there's nothing we can do for your grandfather. Then my brother showed up and he was visibly upset. And, and really, it wasn't anything up until that point that had the most impact on me. What changed me the most that day is when my grandmother showed up, and I went up to hug her and console her. She started to hit me in the in the chest, and she said to me, Shannon, you finally killed him. You were in too much stress for his heart to handle. And in the following days, the rest of my family, they echoed this sentiment of her saying, you know, we should have got you out of there a long time ago. You were too wild. You were too boisterous. This, that, and the other thing. And, you know, what, what really sucked about this is what they were saying is it was me and who I was that killed my grandfather. It wasn't that he'd had a triple bypass surgery or continued to smoke or had poor nutrition or was diabetic or or these other things, it, they were saying it was me um, that did it. And, of course, I know that's BS now, but back then as a 15-year-old young man in that stage in development, um, what that did was reopened all those abandonment wounds that I suffered from, you know, in the beginning of my life and brought them back to the surface and then added the the guilt of, feeling responsible for this. And, you know, the big thing between guilt, which then turned to shame for me, as soon as I, as soon as I started giving credence to, I could have done better, or I should have, I should have said this, or I shouldn't have argued then. That's when you allow that lie to grow inside of you. When you start taking that responsibility on, and once that darkness gets into you where that lie can expand in your heart, it rewrites the story of how you how you see yourself. And that put me into a very dark place, uh, very severely depressed, uh, lots of high-risk behavior, mm-hmm. and all that fun activity that come along with that type of a, a lifestyle. I ran, out, I ran around with some bad people. I did some bad things myself, and it was my decision to do those things. A lot of very self-destructive behaviors. I hurt people physically, mentally, emotionally, verbally. I went to jail a couple times, got into some trouble. You know, I was just making a lot of poor life decisions. And it wasn't that I was a bad person. More so than I couldn't stand 
how I felt inside about myself. So I would slowly make, I would slowly kill myself with these poor decisions because I didn't have the resolve to put a gun in my mouth and just end it because I, I didn't, never really felt like that was the answer. Although I, I have felt hopelessness before, I never felt like suicide was the answer. I always felt as though I was born to do something great in, in my life. Um, but this, this dark period of my life lasted about six and a half years where I was just really self-destructive and just in a really dark place. And, and it took another major event uh, to snap me out of that. And my, that was my grandmother being diagnosed with terminal cancer. And they gave her about three months to live. And about three months later, she checked out. And, uh, you know, during those last two weeks in any of your listeners that have experienced it, I'm sure they can relate to this. When they bring them home on hospice, they're under the influence of a lot of morphine, and they're they're not very lucid. During those last two weeks, for me though, my my family stepped in and they isolated her from me. They wouldn't let me see her any longer. And um, during that time, they took power of attorney and they rewrote the will and they stole my inheritance. And you know. It's, at this point in my life, I was I was a young man. I was, <clears throat> I was probably 21, almost 22, and um, I'd been betrayed over and over again by the people that were supposed to have loved me the most, taken care of me, protected me. And I was already in a really dark place. And it's one thing to think you can do something or you can harm somebody, but when you feel as though you can act on those thoughts and feel it inside of you that you're capable of doing those terrible type of things, you're in another place completely different, and you're in really big trouble is the truth of where you are, and that's where I was in life, and I realized I'd come to a crossroads because I knew if I acted on these thoughts and these feelings that I'd either end up in prison or I'd end up dead trying to run from these decisions. You know, and it'd be something I'd run from the rest of my life, neither of which I felt as though I was born to do. I didn't feel like this was anything in line with, you know, the great stuff I was supposed to do. Um, and it, at the time in the Navy, there was a program called the SEAL Challenge. And growing up, I'd always heard that that's the toughest military training in the world. And... I thought to myself in this moment of, of self-awareness, of clarity, that if I could do that, if I could make it through that training, that they'd be able to fix what, whatever is wrong inside of me, what, whatever it was that was broken, they'd be able to sort it out, which, which they didn't. Um, but it definitely put me in the right direction of, of you know, getting, getting to the bottom of where I was in my life. Well, Shannon, one of the uh, things I want you to do, brother, and this is a fantastic intro, and I'm really looking forward to this this next segment because we're going to dive into that experience of you as a uh, United States uh, Navy SEAL and how that led you into where you are today and all the things that you're doing with Unstoppable Mind, uh, that project, your book, Silent Shadow, all the things that has been a direct result of a 
horrible, difficult, challenging, early on experience to how you've been able to turn that around. So on our second segment, guys, when we come back after the break, we're going to hear the rest of the story. Are you looking for the very best in senior care, but also safety against coronavirus? I'm Godwin Dixon, co-founder and co-creator of Teresa's House Assisted Living and Memory Care at Craig Ranch McKinney. We designed Teresa's House to be the very best with state-of-the-art air safety features and 24-7 on-site nursing and fun activities in a beautiful and home-like setting. Teresa's House is perfect. Call us today at 972-747-8033 or visit us at teresashouse.com to learn more. Teresa's House, just like home, only better. Having a hard time finding commercial funding? Is this challenge stalling your business goals and dreams? Well, at JRF Financial, they specialize in getting your commercial funding challenges resolved because they work with the largest SBA lender in the country. They work with over 33 different types of alternative lending and can fund anything from equipment to real estate. Don't let funding challenges stop you. Call Justin Fry at 678-506-7567 or visit them at jrffinancial.org. Support your local businesses by going to growmytexasbusiness.com. Here you'll find businesses by category with instant links to their website so you can find locations, phone numbers, and hours of operation. Supporting these local businesses as they reopen is critical to our Dallas-Fort Worth economy. If you own a business and you're not on this list, you can register your business immediately at growmytexasbusiness.com so your business isn't left out. Let's get business going again. Go to growmytexasbusiness.com. These are worrisome times, causing a lot of stress and concern, and being in debt to the IRS can certainly make matters worse. Thankfully, there's good news. Optima Tax Relief can help you resolve your tax debt over the phone and online. Don't go it alone. Optima's tax professionals can reduce the stress in your life by helping to resolve your IRS problems right from the comfort of your own home. Optima is America's most trusted tax resolution firm, having resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. And their award-winning team is ready to help you online and over the phone even during these uncertain times. They'll stand between you and the IRS and fight to get you the best deal possible. All it takes is one call to start the process. Optima's tax associates are standing by. Take the first step towards putting your tax problems to rest. Call now for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Shannon Rush is here giving us his really just incredible, inspiring story of someone that had went had gone from a situation of surviving and struggling to now thriving. And, and this second half now, guys, you're going to hear how he was able to turn around such a desperate, uh, discouraged situation into something that is helping millions of people around the world, hence the reason why he's on the show. But Shannon, pick up with your Navy SEAL experience and how that was a pivot point for you to go from that struggling, surviving to thriving. Absolutely. So as I was saying, there was that program, and um, that's what I did. You know, a week after my grandmother's death, I, I went to I, – I joined the Navy, and I went to boot camp at Great Lakes, and then I went to Intel School at Namitsi, which is Navy Marine Corps Intelligence Training Center in Damnack, Virginia. And then I classed up Bud's Class 236, and this was definitely a pivotal moment in my life. Um, for you guys that don't know, BUD stands for Basic Underwater Demolition SEAL School. It's divided into three phases, and it, it, it's a very tough selection process. It's a six-month 
minimum to get through Bud's selection process. And there's nothing else out there that uses the cold water to basically test you both mentally, physically, your willpower, your determination. And in first phase, you got to get through um, this evolution called Hell Week, which is five and a half days of training on little or no sleep. We got uh, we got to lay down for three hours in my Hell Week. Uh, and I only slept an hour and a half of those three hours because my legs were cramping so bad the second time. It, it was I had to continuously move them to keep them from locking up. But the first night of this, and this this is a good thing that weaves right into the fear of of overcoming a situation, especially that fear of the the unknown. The first night of Hell Week is called Breakout, and this is how my breakout went down. The, the instructors told us to get our uh, ground pads and our sleeping bags, and they wanted us all to come into the classroom there on the grinder. We were going to eat pizza and watch Gladiator to get us pumped up for for Hell Week. But the thing is, they wanted us all in one situation where they wouldn't have to come looking for us when they were ready to get started. The thing about it is, is you're in the hardest military training in, in the world, so they have a good idea of where you are at all times. And for me, leading up into this point, the, the group of people that I was running around with, they they were a little on the nefarious side. And I can tell when people are lying to me now by the way that their body language is. It's one of the good things that I came out of that darkness with was that ability to see people's intentions for what they really were. And I could tell by the way that these instructors were running around that something was definitely going on. And about halfway through my second piece of pizza, the back door opens up, a flash crash rolls into the room. Now, a flash crash for the non-military folk listening, there's percussion grenades that teams use when they're coming into a room to say hi mm-hmm. to somebody. And, and this thing goes off, boom, and explodes. And an instructor comes in the front door simultaneously, shooting off a, a blank, blank rounds, but still very loud in a confined area. And they tell us to get out onto the grinder. And as we spill out onto that grinder, every Naval SEAL instructor at Naval Special Warfare Training Center is out there waiting for us. And total chaos ensues. Basically, they make it a, a no-win situation where, you know, you, you everybody's yelling at you to do something different. So there's nothing that you can do to be in the right. Flares are going off. Smokes are going off. Guns are being shot. And they basically just do um, – a beat session, and by that I mean physical exercises, body weight exercises, push-ups, set-ups, flutter kicks, pull-ups, wind sprints to the beach and back. And, and we do that for about 45 minutes. And then at the end of that 45 minutes, when you feel like you couldn't do another push-up or anything or another wind sprint to the back, beach and back to get wet and sandy, they line you up shoulder and shoulder, and they let it go quiet. And it's another well-perfectly-timed mind game that they're playing. They want to try to get create cracks that they can exploit those weaknesses of. So about after what feels like forever, the lead instructor, the proctor of the class, walks down the room and he says, boys, that was the first 45 minutes. We have five and a half days left of this. And we had so many people quit right there in that moment because of that fear of the unknown of, oh, my God, I couldn't do another push-up or another setup or whatever they wanted me to do right now. How will I ever make it five and a half days? And 
to be honest, that fear of the unknown, it, it scared me as well. But this was a pivot, pivotal moment in my life. My whole life changed because it's where I learned the power of staying present in the moment. Because if I thought about how will I make it five and a half days later, I had no idea how I would get there. But I knew that time had to disappear into the future. So I just said to myself, I'm going to do the best that I can do right now in this moment. And I know that time will disappear in the future. And that's what I did. And that's what kept me going through, you know, five and a half days of the hardest evolution in military training, which is called Hell Week in in Bud's class, in, in, in Bud's training. So we came out of the other side of that. We went in with 177 men, and we came out with 49 on the other side of mm. it. So we cut that class down by more than two-thirds. And that was just the first four weeks of training. And for me, I wasn't one of those guys that had read all the Navy SEAL books. I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. But I, I thought the rest of it was going to be cakewalk for me. But, of course, there was a lot more obstacles to get through. But we went, we made it through. I was in third phase of training when 9-11 happened. I'm sure everybody on the call remembers where they were on 9-11. Yes, we were. We were in the last phase of becoming Navy SEALs and, to, you know, to get to look at things like this. And, you know, when it happened, I, I was in just as much disbelief as anybody else. But the instructors told us we were going to war and some of us would not be coming home from that. We had two people right there on the spot quit, which is unheard of, you know, because you've made it through the more difficult parts of of training and now you're really starting to learn those small unit tactics and how to operate firearms and and build bombs and move as a a small unit but again when you get to when you talk about fear that fear the the of their reasons for being there their reasons were the wrong ones and that became very clear to them when you know all the Hollywood stuff around being a Navy SEAL, the cool guy stuff falls away and it, it's your life on the line, you really got to have those correct reasons in your mind of why you're wanting to do the things, what the the job, you know, the job title of what a Navy SEAL does. Because there's a lot of you have to have a real set, clear purpose of why you're doing what you want to do, what you're doing, and it has to be a bigger purpose than what you're overcoming. Otherwise, you know, otherwise you're not going to be able to push through that type of stuff, especially that training. But I've found that to be the truth in anything in life. If you're, if your reasons aren't bigger than the adversity that you're facing, if you don't have that clarity of purpose to push when things get difficult. I mean, right now is a, a perfect time of that. You know, we, we're in this, we're all facing an adversity, not just in this country, but but as a world, as a you know as as a world community with the things that we're facing right now, and if your reason isn't big enough to keep you moving consistently forward towards your dreams and goals, and that fear of the oh my god and the what ifs will shut you down and keep you from making those movements at all, because you know the the, the past mistakes, the past failures. When they have been unredeemed in your life, you will refault. You'll you will default back to that train of thought of man. You know, well, what if I fail again? You remember what happened last time. So if your reason isn't bigger to drown all that stuff out, 
all those voices that tell you that you can't or you'll mess it up or it's not even worth trying anymore, then, um, you know, that's what happens. The action you take will be half-stepped because you're moving out of a place of, of a lie instead of based out of the truth and your clarity of purpose of, of kicking butt. So that was a, one of the big lessons that I learned going through that and then operating on that very high level surrounded by people that believe that there's always a way to win. There's always a solution, no matter what situation you come up against, you know, and and it may not be that you find that solution on the first time, but if you just have that solution based mentality, where you're no longer worried about what the obstacle is. You're just looking at solutions because you know that no matter what in life, there's a way to figure it out. Then it really changes just how you view the world. But, yeah, I know for me personally, there was a, a huge process that I had to go through to get to that point of really going back at my life and looking at the truth of who I am, the truth of who I was in those situations that helped. Well, I mean, they shaped the world the way I saw it in a negative way. And going back and standing in that truth and moving forward from that now, um, you know, that it really allows me to stay in that space in my mind where I'm just, I'm looking for the solutions. I'm always looking to choose to win and uh, make the situation as good as possible to me. You know, Shannon, it's obvious to me why you are in such demand as a speaker, as a coach, uh, globally, right? Your story is just amazing. And I, I think that we can certainly go on for another hour, hour and a half, just capitalizing on those highlights. But in the last minute here, um, I need our listeners to know not only where to find you, where to find your book, The Warrior Mind, but take a second to talk about the Unstoppable Mind Project and uh, how that helps people. What are you doing with that in our last uh, minute together? Yeah, the Unstoppable Mind Project, real quick, it, it's a it's a 12-week program where I use what I call mind shifts and we start and we it's in three phases reset rewire re-engage and we're rewiring neural pathways Mm. in an intentional way towards the dreams and goals of that individual whatever they may want to be uh, moving forward on we we go back into those moments those key moments and we rewire it we groove new neural pathways with very intentional uh, thoughts, and then we just at, back that up with massive action. And anybody that wants to contact me can find me at shannonrush.com or shannon at silence shadow USA and just shoot me an email. And uh, I'd love to connect with you if, if, if that's, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to connect with anybody listening. Wonderful. Uh, Shannon, you've been just an absolute incredible guest, uh, one of the best so far. Guys, this one is uh, a golden. It'll be an instant classic. I can promise you that. Make sure you go check out Shannon Rush. He's on social media. You cannot miss him just by typing in his name's R-U-S-C-H. And Shannon, you got to make me a promise right now, brother, that you're going to come back again and continue the conversation about what you're doing, not only with Silent Shadow USA, but your book. And there's so much more we can talk about. So promise me you'll come back in the future, brother. Yeah, absolutely, man. Let's do it again soon. All right. Thanks for being here, pal.
You too. Take care now. Bye-bye. Is your company's office or warehouse space meeting its needs? Do you like your building? Have you given thoughts towards moving to a new location anywhere nationwide? Jeff York, CEO of ForTheTenant.com, has saved his clients millions of dollars in cost and countless hours in time. ForTheTenant.com represents your interest solely to get you the best space at the best price, period. They handle leases and purchases, and there's never a cost for their services. So go visit them at ForTheTenant.com or call Jeff at 321 321- 6634535 My friends, did you know that if you only have state minimum coverage and you total a really nice car, that you may not have enough coverage and you could be sued by the insurance company? That's right, not all coverage is the same. And it's absolutely necessary to work with an insurance agency that has your best interest at heart. That's where Texas Edge Insurance comes in. Not only are they trusted experts, but as an independent agency, they have access to over 30 well-respected companies to get you the right coverage. So if insurance peace of mind is what you seek, Call Texas Edge Insurance at 817-406-2929 or visit them at texasedgeagency.com. Do you have federal student loans? Are you having trouble repaying your student loans? If so, let the Student Loan Advisory Group help you consolidate your loans into one affordable monthly payment. Our firm will assist you with a federal student loan consolidation program that could cut your payment in half or even less. It does not matter if you are in default, late on payments, or if your wages are being garnished. Call 855-956-1112. That's 855-956-1112. Almost all federal student loans are accepted into this federal program. You may even qualify for a special forgiveness program and pay back nothing. Call them now at 855-956-1112 and ask them about the income-based repayment plans that allow you to pay as little as $5 per month. Since it's a government program, there is no credit check. All credit is accepted. Student Loan Advisory Group has 20 years of experience in helping people like you. Call now for a free consultation, 855-956-1112. That's 855-956-1112. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I am very intrigued about what our business spotlight guest has to say today because as many of you know I'm a big proponent of physical health mental health emotional health and all of the things that can allow us to thrive in those areas and if we're not paying attention to the things that can handicap us uh, then we're not going to be able to perform at any peak level let alone thrive and there's a lot to be said about our conversation earlier about fear and how fear can certainly uh, and the unhealthy fear can certainly take away from your your performance and take away from the joy and and the the excitement that you can draw from life in many areas but there's also physiological areas uh, that can take a toll on your performance and it has nothing to do with an emotional state it has to do with a physical state so on the line today is Dr. Johnson. We had Dr. Johnson on the show, and our inaugural show, we had him, and there was so much information that he gave us that I asked him to come back again and share with us yet another portion of, of his knowledge with us as it pertained to brain health and all of the things that we need to be mindful of in order to have good brain health and what it uh, and how it's affected by outside and external circumstances, sometimes internal too, but also external. So we're going to spend our business spotlight chatting again with Dr. Johnson because he is a wealth of knowledge. And if you haven't had a chance to hear the first show when he was on, I encourage you to go to the archives and listen to Dr. Johnson. But he's a 40-year veteran 
uh, in medicine. So the man certainly knows what he's talking about. He's here in uh, in Richardson, Texas, running a very uh, high-tech facility called Johnson Medical Associates. If you haven't had a chance to check him out, I encourage you to check him out. But let's dive right into it. Dr. Johnson, thanks for being back on the show. Oh, it's my privilege. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Let me ask you, can you share with us how important is brain health and what are some of the things that we need to be mindful of based on your knowledge and your expertise? Well, just as you stated, uh, your brain function is very important. If you don't have your brain, can't think, you really aren't here in this world. Uh, your body may be, but your mind's not, and your mind's our most important thing that we have to function with uh, to um, make living uh, worthwhile. So today what I'd like to talk about is those things that are in our environment that can affect our brain. Um, as you stated, uh, the psychological uh, type things with anxiety and fear short-circuit our brain so that it won't communicate properly and therefore you can't think. Your short-term memory may be bad. Uh, you, you Executive function uh, may not work well because those pathways that you normally use are, are blocked by the other uh, emotions that are going on. Uh, so I see a lot of people uh, that have had different types of environmental exposures that affect the brain. And these can be pesticides. Pesticides are neurotoxic. Uh, other things are volatile organic compounds, which are like solvents from paints or cleaning products. Um, they can be fumes from uh, combustion products uh, that affect the, the brain. Uh, one of the things that are very, very common is we put have mercaptans, that sulfur smell that's put in our natural gas, because natural gas is a neurotoxin. If you breathe too much of it, it'll, it will kill you. Uh, so those are things that we look at and want to be aware of as we live each day. Uh, different hobbies can be a problem. Uh, if you use epoxies or epoxy paint, uh, that those chemicals in that can affect your brain uh, from that standpoint. So there's a whole host of these environmental things that I, I look at, I deal with on a daily basis to help people uh, feel better, uh, function better at a higher level. Uh, sometimes it's just past history of concussions mm. where you had a brain injury. Uh, you didn't really realize it, but does affect the brain. Um, that hinders your executive function, hinders your uh, memory process. Uh, and you may be already functioning at a high level, but you can reach a higher level. So what do you find in your experience dealing with folks who have their challenges? Uh, what do you find becomes, let's say, a top three um, physical challenges that, people struggle with, brain challenges that people struggle with, that does present a problem in performance? Uh, and and what what are the three causes? Because there's, there's many, right? You just mentioned a bunch of them. But the top three that you find, what are they? Well, one of the top ones is concussions or head injuries. Mm. And it may be mild ones that you don't pay much attention to, uh, but are 
have affected your brain function. And then the question is, well, you may recognize you aren't functioning well, or you may not, but how do we determine what's going on? There is a technique of looking at your brain waves, which Mm. is called a QEEG. It's a digitalized uh, EEG, looking at your electrical patterns in your brain. And it actually sorts out the connectivity between the different areas of your brain to see whether they're functioning normally or not. Uh, And there's patterns that relate to concussions. There's patterns that can relate to anxiety. There's patterns that relate to toxic effects. And so with uh, a really good quality quantitative that's QEEG, uh, you can look at what these brain patterns are and then sort out what is actually going on, and then a treatment uh, program can be organized and set up to help you regain a uh, function that you've lost. So so can a person, doctor, who is not feeling right, and feeling right is, is I say that in a very simplistic term, but, but someone who, who knows, hey, something is not right with me, I I, I'm struggling either with a sense of overwhelming fear or overwhelming discouragement or a lack of focus or uh, an inability to 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 manage their moods. Uh, any sort, any anything like that, really, that a person can struggle with that that falls under that category of I'm not feeling right. So you're saying that based on a person's brain waves and electrical. Uh, um, a status um, that they can pinpoint to an extent what the problem is and, and what could have caused it? Yes. Uh, That's excellent. Yeah, it, it is. And uh, it's uh, technology that is out there uh, that we utilize on a daily basis to look at underlying causes. Uh, you can get counseling forever, which helps you deal with what the situation is, my goal is to look at what the underlying factor is that's affected the brain and uh, whether it's a concussion or whether it's some abnormality like in your neurotransmitters, there's mm-hmm. serotonin, epinephrine, norepinephrine. We can now measure those from a specific urine test to tell whether you're low or high in those brain hormones. Uh, I see a lot of people that are depressed that come in and they say, well, I've been taking my SSRI or this antidepressant and it's not helping me. We measure their brain hormones in a, by a urine test and find that their serotonin levels are low. So they aren't making enough serotonin for the SSRI to work. Uh, it's a blocking. It blocks the reuptake of serotonin. But if there's not any serotonin to block, then the medical effectiveness is not there. And there are supplements that you can use to help your body produce serotonin so that they can be more effective or in even some cases get off the uh, medication uh, and boost the serotonin by natural means. You know, one of the things I've learned is I've studied even in my own career and I'm a big reader and there's just certain things that turn me on and, and learning about the way our physical bodies work, our, our what I call our biomechanical units work, is that we are, for lack of a better way to put it, we are electrically charged organic material, right? Uh, I mean, I think studies have shown that we are 
for lack of a better way to put it, an organic battery, <laughs> right? Exactly. So it makes sense that being able to check in with our electrical waves and, and, and starting with our brain waves, be able to determine where we are falling short, where there needs to be a, a tune-up uh, per se. Um, is that the type of service, number one, that you would offer? And, and the second question right on the heels of that, doctor, is should any person, even those that are feeling fine, should any person uh, go in and, and also, just for the sake of their own well-being and their own, sense, and their own sense of well-being, should a regular person who's feeling fine also go in and get a checkup like this as well, just to make sure that the battery is running right? Sure, exactly. Uh, those people who are interested in optimal function, uh, I see those people all the time where we uh, look at a battery of, of tests to help look at what their brain is doing what their body is doing physically, what underlying uh, chemicals they may have in their body that they aren't really aware of that may be hindering some of their metabolic functions, uh, and then look at the fairly simple ways to correct those uh, either toxins, uh, get them out of the system, uh, if there's been damage done to uh, correct the damage that has been done. Um, I recently had a person that had uh, played soccer uh, and had chronic uh, migraine headaches mm. uh, and didn't realize it, but on her QEEG, it showed traumatic brain injury. Wow. And once she got through a series of hyperbaric treatments, the uh, migraines have stopped, and her QEEG has markedly improved, uh, showing a better connectivity, better function of the brain, uh, so brain healing can be achieved. Brain function can be improved. Incredible. Doctor, in the last 30 seconds, could you share a little bit about hyperbaric uh, oxygen treatments? Because you made mention of that, and we're going to actually have you back in about a month to specifically speak about that as well. But in the last 20, 25 seconds, could you share a thought before we go to commercial? Sure. Uh, hyperbaric is uh, oxygen under pressure. So you're in a, a person's in a chamber breathing oxygen that fully saturates the blood vessel. Normally, your hemoglobin carries oxygen, but in this case, the whole vessel carries it, and you deliver it 10 to 15 times more concentrated to the tissues, which creates healing in all the body's tissues, including the brain. So we get increased brain function, increased uh, muscle function, uh, increased lung and, and bowel function, even if there's been damage done to those areas. Guys, we love having Dr. Johnson on the show. We're going to have him back again in four weeks. You can get a ton more information by visiting his site, johnsonmedicalassociates.com. Fantastic site, fantastic facility. And once again, Dr. Johnson, we appreciate you being on the show. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Look forward to talking with you again. Well, that's it, folks. That wraps up our show today. Thank you for being a part of it. We look forward to seeing you next week for the next hour of Thrive Time.